Welcome to Soulful Expressions Brie Love. I'm your host, Brie Love. Here I talk about love, sex, and relationships, and my personal experiences with it all. So, in today's episode, I'll be discussing everything me plus LGBT. Yes, I'll be talking about my coming out story, how I came out to all my friends, family, and social media, as well as the woman who inspired my heart to come out after being in the closet for so many years. And I'll be telling y'all about this funny-ass story time. How my mom found out that I'm really with shits. Okay? So, (laughs) this is going to be such a fun-ass episode. I'm so excited for it. So, you know what it is. Go grab your drinks. You know I got mine. And come catch a vibe with your girl. You are listening to Lost in London by Ajian. What is up, my beautiful people out there? I just want to first start off the episode with saying I really appreciate the support that you guys have been giving me. Everyone that's listening, I appreciate you. I see you. And I feel all the love. I don't care if it's two people, 25 people, 15 people, 100 people. Like, I am very grateful and appreciative. So, anyway, I hope y'all had a great weekend. I myself am still trying to adjust uh, adjust and adapt to living back home with my parents. It is a fucking humbling ass experience, y'all. But I did this shit for the greater good of my future. And we just gonna, we just gonna keep on keeping on. <laughs> keep on pushing through, okay? Y'all pray for me. So, it's a lot to cover in this episode. I know I'm so fucking excited because... This is the episode that's been long and awaited and anticipated, and I just love how, like, people are like, okay, when's this coming out? When's this coming out? And I'm like, just hold on, little baby. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited because people are, you know, inquiring, and I'm excited to tell y'all because y'all know I'm an open book. Um, I feel like my life is to share with others, to learn, to experience, to develop, to know that y'all not alone out here in these streets, okay? So, let's get started. Um, if some of y'all don't know, I came out this year, finally, after being in the closet for 27 years, as a bisexual woman who loves the fuck out of some women, okay? Um, this came to a shock to a lot of people and then some people already knew (laughs) especially my family like my a lot of my family was not shocked which I was surprised at I'm like how the fuck did y'all know like I thought I was so like really cool with this shit I thought I was real slick but no your family knows you sometimes the best (laughs) so I came out this year 
with my fam to my family to my friends to social media because I met this woman who really just set my soul on fire I fell in love at first sight and I never believed in that shit until it happened (laughs) um and yeah she just inspired me to come out and so I'll get into that and all that a little bit later in this episode but that is the main reason I came out because I just realized that me liking women all my life has not been a phase and I really thought that it was a phase because I liked women I've liked girls since I was a little girl myself my first sexual encounter was with a girl in elementary school um I don't know if I should say the age because <laughs> this is way too young to be doing anything. We don't really know what we're doing at that age. Um, I know I'm not the only one because a lot of little girls was doing stuff at, at that age. But anyway, um, for years, you guys, I thought it was a phase. Um, even in high school, I had a girlfriend in high school. Shout out to her. Actually, a couple of them. Shout out to them. <laughs> okay. Um And even looking back as an adult, I thought it was a phase. I've had sexual encounters with women as an adult, but I never had an actual relationship with any women because I never took women seriously. There's no woman that really sparked my interest enough to um, want to be with them in an actual real relationship and give my heart to her. Like, um, so... It wasn't until I met this woman this year when I just really came to the realization that I could have a wife for the rest of my life and actually be happy. Like she, her presence in my life was so powerful and I was meant to meet her because she changed the whole trajectory of what I thought my life would be. Um... I'm just going to break it to y'all now. We're not together, unfortunately. Um, I think her sole purpose was for me to accept this part of myself that I've been neglecting for so long and that I've been shameful about for so long because I've held shame with this. I've held shame with liking women, even though I live in Los Angeles, California, and Los Angeles is gay as fuck, okay? Like, (laughs) Los Angeles is gay as fuck. Los Angeles is very accepting, And you can be comfortable and be out in L.A., but to actually accept it within yourself and to love yourself wholeheartedly, um, that's a step. And I didn't take that step until I was 27 years old. I don't care that it took me this long. I'm just glad I did it because when I tell you life has been so amazing after coming out, It's been fucking amazing, and I'm really enjoying this experience for everything and all that it is and all that it's coming to be and all that it will be. So, yeah. (laughs) A bitch is out. I'm coming out. Cue music. (laughs) So, let's get into this story on how I came out and um, why I did it. So... Hmm. How do I start this? I met this girl at one of my assignments. And 
I'm about to get real giddy, y'all, like a little schoolgirl. I'm just letting y'all know, okay? So, sorry in advance for all the little laughs and giggles because it's going to happen as I'm reminiscing right now. So, (laughs) this shit happened, like, out of a movie. I saw this girl walking towards me as um, work is finishing up. She's about to pass me by, and I see her braids, and I'm like oh my God, your braids are beautiful. And she's like, thank you. And as soon as she says, thank you, I look at her face and I'm like, oh my God, you're beautiful. And a bitch said that out loud. I said that out loud when I meant to say it in my head. It was literally like I had word vomit. And I was like, oh my God, you're beautiful. (laughs) And she looked at me, she was like, and she was so smooth with it. She was like, you are too. Uh, and I I smiled <laughs> and felt, you know, good about myself. And I decided to, I, I started to have a discussion with her, a conversation. We introduced ourselves, you know, yada, yada. And when I went in to shake her hands, it was the most, it was the longest, lingering handshake of my motherfucking life because we we were locked eyes the whole entire time and usually when I talk to people I normally look at people in their when they're in their eyes but when I first meet people I'm I'm not all gazing because I know that's awkward to some people but I couldn't help but just stare at her eyes because when I tell you she is just the most beautiful woman I've ever set eyes on like she's fucking beautiful honestly like she could been she could have been a fucking model real shit um and her body was is uh, her body's amazing so anyway so when I tell you like meeting her it was honestly a spark there was a spark and there was a gravitational pull and there was just beautiful energy and vibes and it's really hard to explain but in all honesty it felt like love at first sight and I'm not just saying that because she's so beautiful because I could tell from our first encounter that her soul just radiated electricity and light and love and yeah (laughs) she did it she did a number on me I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to be vulnerable with y'all and just let y'all know the chemistry was so amazing and she really did just, she set my soul on fire when I met her. And this has never, ever, ever happened a day in my life. Not with a man, not with anyone that I've ever met before. Just the vibe was just so on point to the point where I remembered her name. (laughs) Like, I never remember anyone's name. You could tell me your name three times in one conversation when I first meet you. And nine times out of ten, I'm going to forget. I'm going to forget. It happens all the time. Real shit. So, I remembered her name. And I was like, God damn. And I went home that night. And all I could do was think of her. All I did was think of her. Like, I was a little schoolgirl or some shit. Like, (laughs) it was crazy. It was insane. I've never felt this way before. And it was a beautiful, beautiful feeling to have. And 
it still makes me happy that I had that experience. Because I'm the type of person where no matter what happens in my love lessons and my experiences, I'm grateful to have loved than to never love at all. Like, I'm so happy and grateful and I feel blessed that I met her because even though we're not together, um, I just feel like we were meant to meet. So that was my first encounter with this woman who I just knew was just something special from the jump. Now, I told you guys that when I went home that day after meeting her, she was all that I could think about. (laughs) I hope that doesn't come off like I'm crazy or something or obsessive, but I'm keeping it G real. Like, a bitch was sprung off of just meeting this person, and I didn't understand it, and I couldn't fathom why this was happening. (sighs) It was something brand new and I just I was a little bit obsessed on how she made me feel not obsessed with her just obsessed with the feeling that I'm having because it's so brand new and it's so refreshing it's like you know what it's like in going to elementary school and finding out that your crush likes you And, like, you're staying up all night thinking of him or her, and you're probably doodling their name. I wasn't doing that shit, but I'm just saying, like, (laughs) it's like an elementary school crush, almost. That's kind of, like, the feeling it was giving me, but on an adult level, on a spiritual level, um, on a, just a soulful level. Come on, y'all. This is soulful expressions. I'm about to express my soul to y'all. So I'm letting y'all know my soul is on fire. (laughs) And I think that's because meeting her really did boost my dopamine level. If you don't know what dopamine is, dopamine is that feeling that we feel when we're in love. It's a feeling of euphoria. You know, that feeling of falling in love almost it can be like it's it's a array of things when it comes to dopamine but it usually it happens when you're falling in love when someone really um sparks your interest and like I always my favorite saying is set your soul on fire that's what happens and, and that's what happened to me um now the next day no is this the next day yeah the next day um how do I say this with being discreet because I'm trying to be respectful she's a very very private private person um but I'm still gonna speak my truth respectfully so the next day um she comes to my place where I'm at like We all have different areas where we work. She came to the area that I was in. Um, I had just finished up in the back doing something. She came in. She was talking to one of my coworkers. And I I see her. And I instantly I get like excited. But also nervous at the same time. So I sit out. I'm I'm playing. (laughs) You guys. I'm trying to play it so cool. Which I did. I played that shit real cool. 
And, you know, we're talking, we have a conversation. And to make a long story short, we exchange phone numbers. And this is, I believe, on a Friday. This is right um, at the weekend of Memorial Day. I think Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, because I went to Vegas Memorial Day weekend. So this is Memorial Day weekend, Friday. And we're off on the weekend. So we about to turn up Monday. I mean, turn up Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And so, um, yeah, so we exchange numbers. After we exchange numbers, I wait for her to text me, I I think. Maybe I should check my messages. I don't know. But we, um, we, we start talking that weekend. And that weekend, I drove to Vegas with my family. All my close-ass cousins. Shout out to all of them niggas. And, um, Yeah. We're we're texting the whole weekend. We're cupcaking the whole weekend. We're talking on the phone, getting to know each other. And I'm at this weird, like, <laughs> point where I'm trying to figure out, are we flirting with each other? Are we, you know, on the same page, on the same level? Because prior to her coming to where I was that day... I had asked one of my coworkers um, about her and just was inquiring because I was new there and they had been there for years. They all know each other. I'm the new girl at the um, the place of, of, of work. And so I just inquired and then I found out it's true and she's, she's, she like girls too. So um, even with knowing that, I still wasn't sure. So I would try to like, step up the flirt the flirtatiousness of my conversation um I'll step up my my flirting game and then later on I found out yep she liked the kid too so I wasn't alone so um because like I said like this is, this is new for me like I've never flirted with a girl like that before like not as an adult like maybe in high school but I don't remember that shit <laughs> as an adult like on some real shit, y'all, a little side note. When it comes to flirting and um, just going up to people, talking to them, I have no problem doing that, especially, like, well, mainly with men. I have no problem stepping up to a guy and shooting my shot. No problem at all. I'm comfort. I'm comfortable there. But, but shooting my shot with a woman, I'm so motherfucking nervous. I don't know what the fuck to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to, like, not be awkward. I'm, I legit turned into fucking Issa Rae, awkward black girl trying to flirt with another girl because <laughs> it's horrible and it's crazy because I'm the one out of my whole group, out of all my cousins, out of all my friends that'll be quick to flirt with some nigga like, hey, what's up? How you doing? And just, you know, make that shit be fun. And even if I get rejected, I'll laugh that shit off like, nigga, fuck you. <laughs> and keep that shit motherfucking pushing period but with women women tend to make me nervous <laughs> and I don't know cause just women are beautiful ass creatures and I just be getting choked up like I don't know what the fuck's wrong with me but yeah <laughs> yeah so anyway from then on going back to what I was talking about we cupcaked the whole weekend and 
I will get into how I came out to my family that weekend. So let's recap. I met this girl on a Thursday. I came out to my family on Saturday or Sunday. I don't know. It was more day weekend. One of those damn days because I had no motherfucking choice. And I'm gonna let y'all know in the next segment what the fuck happened. Stay tuned. So, like I told y'all, I came out to my family after knowing this girl for only a short amount of time. (laughs) So you can only imagine the motherfucking impact this woman had on me and her presence, honestly, because I'm a believer in... Thing, I, I believe that there's no such things as coincidences. Um, I believe in divine intervention. I believe in trusting life's synchronicities. I believe in all that shit. And I believe that me and her met for a reason. And so I didn't really know that during the time of this weekend. I just knew how she made me feel and how I just, I couldn't hold back on that feeling and I couldn't hide it from my family because they were, we were, we were together all weekend. We're all in a hotel, conjointed hotels all together. And I couldn't hide it because I'm over here like texting and people are looking at me like, why is she smiling down at her phone? And why is she sneaking off, ducking off to have phone conversations? I even got caught by my cousin C2 when I was in the hotel lobby, cupcaking, smiling, and kicking. My back was turned to him. I didn't even know he snuck up on me. He was like, who you cupcaking with? <laughs> when I tell you I was so embarrassed when I, when, when I was on the phone with this girl, I was so damn embarrassed. And I think she heard him. And whatever. I thought that shit was funny. So I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just about to come out. So, (laughs) everybody was inquiring, but they wasn't, like, you know, pressing me. So, as we're walking back to the hotel, we came from, I think, getting something to eat. I don't know, child. It was so long ago. As we were coming back, I talked to my cousin Brandy, and I was like, yo. Because Brandy, Brandy, me and Brandy are really close cousins. We're same, same. We are so much alike. This She is definitely, like... My kindred spirit. <laughs> Shout out to Brandy. I love you. Same, same. Um, and so I had, I felt comfortable talking to her about it. So I told her, I was like, yo, I, I am talking to somebody right now. It's, it's a girl. I showed, I showed her her picture. Sorry if the girl's listening. I'm sorry. Get over it. Anyway, <laughs> I showed her her picture. Um... And immediately, my cousin tells everybody, Brittany got a girlfriend, Brittany got a girlfriend, Brittany got a girlfriend. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yo, like, what the fuck? <laughs> everybody was like, what? Well, not everybody. Some people already was, they didn't, it wasn't a shock to them. But some of my cousins was like, what? What? And I, was, I had to make it clear I didn't have a girlfriend. That I was just talking to somebody and trying to see where it goes. 
because I had just met the chick. Like, come on now. I don't know where the fuck this is going to go. So, <laughs> yeah, that's how all my family found out because my, my cousin got a big ass mouth. I mean, I'm not tripping because that shit was funny anyway. Um, and told everybody at once. I mean, I guess that's if you're going to tell one, you better might as well tell them all, period. Like, get it all out the way. So, um, they were happy for me. Like, they was like, I think one of my cousins was like, finally, shit. <laughs> like, I, like, they was relieved that they ain't got to keep that shit a secret. Um, <laughs> and I didn't even know that, that he knew. So, yeah, like I said before, when your family knows, your family really knows. Like, sometimes you can't really hide yourself from your family, especially if they've been there since day one. And I'm really, really close to my family. We're very tight-knit. All my cousins, like, it's a celebration every time we link up type shit. And we link up almost every weekend. Every holiday, every occasion, everybody's birthday. It's like, we the crew. (laughs) So, yeah, that's how all my family, my cousins found out, you know, the most important people in my life. And then, um, later on, I think that week after we came back to LA, I ended up telling my auntie, who I'm really close with, <clears throat> some of you guys may know Aunt Sheila, that is my favorite auntie, she helped raise me as well, as my aunt, my uncle, who I call mom and dad, let me clear that shit up right now, if I ever come on this podcast and say my parents, I am talking about my aunt and my uncle, they raised me since I was four years old, after my mom died, <clears throat> so... I call them mom and dad. Okay? Just clear that up. So, I told my auntie that week um, after or whatever. And, um, yeah. So, it was like I was good to go. Like, everybody knew. Except for my parents. I planned on coming out to them, but later. Like, I wasn't going to do it anytime soon because I didn't know where this was going. This is a new feeling for me. I didn't know what to expect of it, you know. I didn't know if this was, like, a phase (laughs) still because I'm still in denial. Um, Even though with me coming out, but no. This shit ain't no phase, right? I love me. I love women, period. I'm just going to leave it at that. So that is how I came out to my family. And then after that, I came out on social media. And I've gotten... A lot of ha- I've I've gotten a lot of positivity from that, but then I've gotten negative negative comments too. At least what I view as negative, because it's the guys in my life, whether they were exes, whether they're someone I was talking to or trying to get to know, they've come at me like, "Oh, what happened to make you turn gay now?" I'm like, "Bitch, I've always been gay, so fuck you. Have a nice day." Period. Like. This didn't just happen to me because, like, I've been through so many bad relationships. No, like, I've always liked women. So, anyway, that is how it happens. So, in the next segment, I'm going to let y'all know um, what happened with me and this girl's... Me and this girl's... um, Fuck, I I need to have a name for her. I don't have a name for her. Um, Let's... Fuck, I don't have a name, y'all. You know what? Let let let's say um let's call her 
sweetheart. Yeah. So, in the next segment, I'm going to talk about me and sweetheart's first date. So, stay tuned. Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome back. So, me and sweetheart's first date. Um, I suggested to her that she come over because a bitch is broke, okay? <laughs> a bitch is paying her bills, paying her rent by herself. Expensive ass car note, car insurance, all that. So, so I thought it would be wise and, you know, fruitful to um have her come over my place and I'd cook dinner. We'd play dominoes and listen to music, you know. I love stuff like that. <clears throat> I am a very simple woman. It does not take much to please me as long as it's good food, good conversation, laughter, and good music. I am there. Like, I am game. I will have the best time of my life. Honestly, I've had... I've had, honestly, the best date in my apartment. Like, real shit. Because it was with dope-ass people. And good conversation, good food, and all that stuff, you know? So, so to set the scene for you guys, I cleaned my apartment till it was super squeaky clean. Because we ain't no dirty, dirty girl over here, Okay. Um, I had candles everywhere. Honestly, I always just have candles lit in my apartment just for my personal aesthetics anyway. So, um, but I like to set moods. Like, if you heard the last episode, we set moods over here. Like, period. Like, I'm such a person of high vibrations and, you know, setting intentional ambiances because... It's good for the soul. It's good for your mind, your body, your spirit to just, you know, do things that just please you and just takes you there and puts you in that space, that element. So anyway, I had candles lit everywhere. I had some music playing on my TV, some dope ass, like, honestly, I was playing like the gayest playlist ever because (laughs) I... This girl, this girl just like inspired me so much. I made a playlist on my Spotify account that's titled Thinking of Her. And it got like all the gay ass, you know, um, artists like Ajian, who I played in the, earlier in the episode. Um, I got uh, some Sid the Kid on there. Um, what else? Like I got a whole lot of shit. Can't think of it. Anyway. So I had music playing. I was cooking dinner. I had the dominoes out, you know, and I had on a really, really cute outfit. Had the girls all out, you know. Let it be known that this is a date, honey, like, (laughs) with what I had on. But it was tasteful at the same time, and it was comfortable. You know, I was very comfortable. I wasn't going to, like, dress all up to to lay up in my apartment. So that... Honestly, was the best date 
I have ever had in a very long time. We played dominoes and she whooped my ass. She whooped my ass. She did. She whooped my ass twice, I think. <laughs> um, and uh, we had the most amazing conversation that was just thought-provoking, um, vulnerable. We definitely um, we opened up to each other. We really did. And we talked for hours. Like, I think she got there, like, around 7 o'clock at night, something like that, and didn't leave till, like, 3-something in the morning. <laughs> and the majority of that time was spent talking, laughing, um, eating, playing dominoes, and dancing. Yes, we got up close and personal and slow dance. And come on, y'all. Y'all know I'm an emo hoe. <laughs> um, it was so much fun, like, just to open up to somebody and for them to open up to you. And it, it meant a lot to me because this person is so personal. She's very secretive. She likes to keep her life to herself. She's not really on social media. She keeps her peace. Uh, and she's very grounded. And I respected. I respect that about her. And I'm... Uh, trying to be respectful as possible while I tell my truth um, without making her feel some type of way if she even listens to this. So, um, yeah, like I was, I felt very honored and blessed the fact that she even opened up to me um, because whether this became of something or not, I just knew that I wanted this person in my life forever. Like, whether that's in a relationship or that's just friendship, um, I just wanted her, you know, I just want her close to me because you don't come across people like her very often um, who has the soul and spirit that she has. Like, the fact that she's beautiful in, like on the outside, but she's also even more beautiful on the inside. Like, she has the most beautiful soul, most beautiful spirit. Um, and I've seen this play out like, ew, how do I say this? Um, for example, uh, something happened to where she could have lost all the money that she ever had and she did not go off. She did not lose her cool. She stayed very level headed, very grounded and and she just, she was very calm. And she even, like, laughed about it, like, a little bit, you know. And that right there, when I asked her, like, you could have lost all that you had. Like, why why didn't you react? Why weren't you upset? Why didn't you go off? She said, because, <clears throat> she said, because, Brittany, like, I lost, I've lost more than that. And when she told me that... Y'all, when she told me that, my heart melted because you don't really get to see people react that way in a dire time of their life. And, you know, you really see a person for who they are when their patience is tested, when they're, um, you know, when they're just tested in life. 
And when I saw her react the way she did, it truly made me fall for her even more. And it made me value her more. So anyway, that night, um, like I said, it was beautiful. Conversation was amazing. Um, I think that she's just what I needed in my life for that time. Like, I didn't know that people like her existed. Um, I know that they exist, but I never thought I would, I would meet someone like her. Cause she just, you know, I just feel like her presence is a blessing cause she's just so genuine and authentic and real and, you know, Yeah. I'm speaking very highly of her right now because I have the utmost respect for this woman. I think she's dope. And to finish off the whole date night, um, we ate, we danced to slow music, we got up close and personal, it was beautiful, and out of respect for her privacy, that's all I'm going to say, just now, we enjoyed ourselves. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it real classy on this episode. Out of respect for this young woman. Um, trust me. I wanted to get juicy. And I really, really oh, I want to get juicy. But we're not going to do that on this episode. <laughs> so anyway, that's what it was. Uh, it was a beautiful experience. And I will let y'all know in the next segment what came of us today. And it honestly makes me really sad. So let's get into it. I was looking forward to spending the summer with you. Skylines and city views. I feel so clear, yet so confused. But I don't know what to choose. Friends with benefits or friends for life. Yeah, that sounds about right. I'd rather keep you for life through the struggles, through the strife. So I put my feelings on stop rather than go through this continuous loop of being in love with you. Now, after our first date, um, we hung out like a couple more times after that. I would also see her every day at work, y'all. Keep that in mind. Um... I would okay let's just say this I'm just gonna tell y'all how how sprung I was and I know I'm gonna hear it from people but honestly I'm not the type of person to be fake about how I feel I'm not going to um try to play things cool or downplay my feelings when it came to me and her I was very cognitive of how I came off to her um, because of the things that she's told me in confidence about her past. Now, I made sure that I was very cognitive and I made sure that I kept it really um, cool um, as to not, you know, push her away or anything like that. Like, especially like in the beginning, I, I was pretty cool about that. And because I was so cognitive, um, I asked her for permission. I would ask her permission when we had conversations on, hey, 
can I be real with you here or can I open up to you real quick? Can I let you know how I'm feeling? And she made it, she made me very comfortable to do so. She welcomed my feelings and my emotions with open arms. Um, and I always, you know, just, I always felt the need to ask permission because whenever you open up to somebody, whenever you pour into somebody, whether that's negative or positive, you should always ask permission because you never know the state of mind that person may be in. So she just made me more aware of how, of me, aware of my, um, of aware of how I come off, not only to her, but to others. Like she, she taught me a lot and I appreciate that. So, um, back to how sprung I was on her, um, and, and how I was feeling. Cause like I said before, I'm not going to fake the funk. Like if I really feel you, I'm going to let you know wholeheartedly, like I'm feeling you. And, um, I'm not the type of person that's like, Oh, be in control of your feelings. And I mean, that's great. But at the same time, I feel like you're missing out on a certain quality of life when you are so guarded, you know, it, it's a time and a place for everything. It's a time to be guarded. It's a time to let loose and let go. And so she made me comfortable to do so. So during work, (laughs) I did corny things. Like I made her an origami in the shape of a heart and gave it to her because that's what we were doing at work that day with my students. Um, (laughs) I've picked a flower for her just like I was passing by some flowers and it was time to go home and I just thought of her and I gave it to her like <laughs> nobody's ever made me do these things but um no no I take that back I, I've picked flowers for people before even for guys uh, that's just this is literally who I am I'm a very hopeless romantic I let that be known from the gate from the jump like that is who I am that is Brie love period like that's just me so I did corny shit like that <laughs> um, because she just she just made me want to do that. Like, I just want to put a smile on her face, even as a friend, you know, like, that's just who I am. Um, so later on, we had to talk on, like, what are we? And we established that we were just going to be sexy friends, a.k.a. friends with benefits. And I was cool with it because I was just like, cool, I don't want to she's in my life like I don't want to lose her and I I really like her like that and I want to feel her and touch her and I want to be around her in that way and I want to kiss her and you know but it got to a point where I couldn't do friends with benefits because I had strong intense feelings for her and I knew that later down the line our friendship would um it would come down to our friendship and I did not want to I did not want that to happen I wanted to handle this in the most adult way so we decided we both were we actually both decided that we would just be friends um every time that me and her had needed to talk about something I feel like we had this sixth sense to where we both came together at the same time to talk about the same thing like it was so weird how in sync that we are or that we were and um we established later on we're just gonna be friends and that's it and I guess because 
I know later down the line, I know that as time went on, I was coming on a little strong, um, but that's just who I am. But at least I knew that and realized that before anybody else did. Cause I realized it that night I was like, oh shit, girl, I had taco Tuesday and I just realized that I am like head over heels for her and I need to just stop it right now. So I did that, stopped it, and as of today, in September, we're just friends. But we're friends at a distance, distance for some reason. Um, I'm the type of person, I have a light switch. Uh, I can turn it on my, my light switch on and off, and I can pretend and act like this shit never happened. Because I see the value in our friendship way more than in the physical or emotional aspect. I mean, physical or romantic aspect aspect of us. And I valued our friendship way more because like I said in the beginning of the episode, this is a woman who I wanted in my life for forever. Like I really felt like she would be my really, really close friend or best friend in my life because if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have come out. I wouldn't have um, really owned my sexuality, owned my sexual orientation, and be proud of it. Um, I haven't talked to her in some time. And I know, like, as soon as we cut things off, the communication went way down. Like, we didn't really text um, that often, like I would text her and her responses would be very like <laughs> one worded, uh, just a, just conversation that doesn't go anywhere. And it really sucked. And I asked her about it, tried to address it with her, tried to talk to her about it because we always keep it real with each other. And she just felt like, you know, she had to figure out how to be with me and, to give her time and space and so I gave her her time and space and we still not as close so you know the shit really sucks um it really really sucks especially because you hear me speaking so highly of her and then now it's like our relationship's not really non-existent really um especially when I put forth most of the effort um It really sucks to go, to dig deep within myself. I have abandonment issues. As you guys know, I've lost my mom, my dad, and my grandmother. And, you know, y'all, if y'all listen to episode two, y'all know what happened with me and my ex-boyfriend, my first love. I have abandonment issues. I'm working on it. And so when someone just decides to remove me from their life or up and leave my life, I take that shit mad personal and I take it as a loss and I take it like, well, damn, like I am such a dope ass person. Why would you be so stupid and leave me? Like, (laughs) that's how I legit feel because I think that I'm a dope ass person. Like, I, I think I add quality to anyone's life because those are my intentions as a friend I want to add quality to your life to our to because I feel like you add quality to mine if I call you a close friend best friend I'm gonna name out shout out to my best friend Vasi shout out to my best friend Yachty 
they add quality to my life. I had quality to theirs because it's a relationship. It's a partnership. We pour into each other as friends, as real, real friends. And I really thought that I would have that with her. And it really breaks my heart that I don't have that with her anymore. Because for me, it wasn't just romance. It wasn't just me being sprung. It was me really feeling blessed to have this person in my life because I value their friendship. Period. I value their friendship. But obviously, there's something that she's not telling me or I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, y'all. So I can't really say nothing much there. Not much there. Um, but to tell y'all that I'm heartbroken by it. But I got over it. Uh, I'm still, actually, I'm still just trying to get over it. I'm not going to even front y'all. This shit hurts still. <laughs> it, it does. But I'm a strong-ass person. and I value myself most importantly. And I know that, I know that um, if a person wants to be in my life, they're going to be in my life. And I don't have to beg. I don't have to plead. I don't have to... Um, do much especially when I've made so much effort so if you take anything away from this episode just know that when it comes down to life love friendships relationships family ships always value yourself more love yourself more know that you are a dope ass person that you are enough that you are worth it And not to allow anyone else to make you feel less than. Seriously. So. (laughs) I'm going to just end that segment on this note. On that note. And next. Yeah, let's lighten up the mood, y'all. Let me tell y'all about how the fuck my mama found out. And I'm going to tell y'all about alignment. Because all this shit happened in life's synchronicities i don't even know if i'm saying that shit right but the shit just it just all aligned together so let's get into the next segment y'all this episode is getting kind of long but it's a good one i hope y'all enjoying it all right y'all so (laughs) let's lighten up the mood let me tell y'all what the fuck happened when my mama found out that I like women so let's backtrack so I told you guys about the date I had with sweetheart me and her had the date on Saturday I had came after the date um, that the the following day was just Sunday I went to my mom's house now I don't really go to my mom's house that often except for to get my mail and just to say hi you know every now and then when I'm in the area um now this particular day I went to go talk to my mom about something and I I don't remember what it was child I don't remember but I went to upstairs to her bedroom and hung out with her we were watching I think a movie or a show or something just chopping it up and which I never do like in the three years that I've been living out on my own I've never gone to my mom's house just to hang out like ever so This is the night, the night after 
I was getting it in, okay? So, <laughs> this is the, the day after. I'm sorry, not the night after. The day after. Now, me and my mom are chop, chopping it up, talking, chilling, hanging out. All of a sudden, my mom gets a phone call on her house phone. My mom's, my parents still have a house phone. They get a call on their house phone, and it's for me. And I'm just listening to my mom talk. And I'm like, what the fuck? Mind you, I've been out the house for three years. Nobody calls their house phone looking for me. I don't, I never signed up for anything. Let's just keep that in mind. I've never signed up for anything, right? So, my mom hangs up the phone and I'm like, Mom, who was that? She's like, Oh, girl, nothing. Just somebody calling about health insurance for lesbian and bisexual women. <laughs> when I tell you guys, I laugh. I had the most awkward laugh of my life. Like, <laughs> lesbian, bisexual. That was crazy. <laughs> what? <laughs> you lying? <laughs> awkward laugh for real. Real shit. <laughs> like, I couldn't help myself. Now, like I said before, I did not sign up for anything. Nobody has my parents' number. And which is it's kind of funny because I did need health insurance at the time. I should have I should have asked her for that number. Anyway, this is what I'm talking about alignment. So that awkward shit happened. I laughed that shit off, kept it pushing, went home, finished con you know, continued with my day. So fast forward, this is after me and sweetheart are just friends at this point. Just friends, okay? Fast forward. Sorry, that's my sound effects of fast and forward. Anyway, so one day I'm on this phone with this chick that I'm trying to get to know. I'm over here cupcaking, you know, because, you know, the best thing to do with a broken heart is to get up under somebody else. So, you know, to get over somebody, get up under somebody else. So I'm over here chopping it up with this chick. She's telling me about her coming out story. And I'm like, oh, word, that's what's up. She's telling me about what her mom did and said. I'm like, oh, <clears throat> that's crazy. I said, yeah, my whole family know I'm gay now. But my mom, my mom don't know shit. And I'm not telling her. You know, right when I said that shit, my mom texted me. Talking about a post that I posted on Facebook. Oh, my God, y'all. So... Let's let's backtrack to that to the beginning of that day. This is at this happens at nighttime, like around ten o'clock at night. The beginning of the morning. It's this post that my homeboy Tank posted on Facebook, and I'm really not on Facebook that often. Shout out to Tank. That nigga be getting niggas in trouble. I swear to God. Anyway, shout out to him. So Tank posts this meme. It says, "I'm tired of deleting people off Facebook." Yes, I eat pussy from the back, auntie. <laughs> that shit was funny as fuck. So I had to repost it. I didn't think nothing of it. I was just like, that shit funny as fuck. So I posted it, kept it pushing with my day. Didn't think nothing of it. Backtrack to I'm talking to this broad on, on the phone. And I'm like, you know, chopping it up with old girl. And she's like, yeah, my mom this, my mom that. And I tell her, yeah, my mom don't know shit. I ain't telling her shit. 
<laughs> because me and my mom, we don't get along. Like, it doesn't really matter for her to know anything about my life until I have a woman to introduce her to. Then that's the only time I'm going to tell her, like, okay, this is my girlfriend, mom. That's the only time I plan on telling my mom shit. So, fast forward, like I said before, my mom texts me. Right when I tell this girl, my mom don't know shit. She texts me, why would you post that vulgar shit on Facebook? What you do is your business, not the world's. I thought you loved yourself more than that or something like that. You know how moms are. So let me just say this. My mom and I are not Facebook friends. So she found out only because someone told her. And you know, when someone tells your mom, like they going to make it up to be something that it's not, you know, it's like playing telephone. It's going to be way worse than what you, what it, what it originally was. So <laughs> at this point, I'm laughing my ass off hysterically with this girl on the phone. And I just told her what the fuck happened. We both laugh and we both like, damn, that shit is crazy. What of the irony of that and the alignment? Now, didn't I just tell y'all, someone just called my mama's house asking for me for health care insurance for lesbian and bisexual women. And now my mama finds out that I eat pussy from the back from whoever told her from a Facebook post. Come on, dog. Like this shit. This is the worst way to come out to your mama. It's the worst way. Like... <laughs> That was the craziest night of my life. So, make a long story short, my mom calls me the next day. <laughs> and she just makes it known that whatever my business, whatever I do is my business. So, i.e., she cool with it. She don't care. But she just don't like that I'm putting my business out there. Which is why she don't know about this podcast either. Because she probably won't like this either. <laughs> Keep it to yourself, y'all. Keep it to yourself. So... Yeah, <laughs> that is how my mama found out that I'm gay because apparently I be eating pussy from the back. I ain't denying it, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> that is just the, you know, funny story time for y'all. I really hope you guys are enjoying this episode. Um, I think I'm about to wrap this up because this is getting really long. What's up, you guys? So I hope you guys are enjoying this episode. It's, I'm about to just wrap this shit up right now because it's long. Um, I didn't expect for it to be this long, but like I told y'all, it's an exciting-ass episode. It's a funny one. It's an informative one. And it's, a rela- it's a relatable one. So make sure that you guys connect with me on Instagram, BreeLove underscore no limit. Um, yeah, let's wrap this shit up. So... Um, I just want to say my respect to the chick that made me realize that I could see myself being with a woman long time. And if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be where I am in life right now. Like, And I really appreciate your presence. I appreciate your role in all of this. <clears throat> and... I also want to say, you know, 
there's nothing wrong with allowing yourself to feel, allowing yourself to be vulnerable. Because if you keep a guard up your whole life, you're never going to have the quality of life that you're meant to have. You know, it's the reason that God gave me the heart that I have. I've been through a lot of shit, a lot, a lot of shit, and I'm still standing. And I still love like I've never been hurt. And I have a forgiving spirit. I forget. You know what? I want to tell you right now, if you're listening, I really do forgive you. You didn't apologize to me. I don't even know if you want to apologize to me, but... Know that I'm able to do this episode lightheartedly and with love and with respect because I forgive you. I forgive how standoffish you've been after, you know, our encounter because I know that this shit wasn't just one-sided for me. I know that I wasn't the only person feeling these feelings. I know that I had the text messages to go back and read, to, to know, and honestly, At one point, I thought I was crazy. I had to actually go back and read text messages to prove that, you know what, I I didn't do nothing wrong. I didn't do shit wrong except for be me and and be real. And that's the same thing you said you were. You said you was real. But I feel like there's something that you're holding back that you're not telling me. And I feel, and I'm sorry that you you can't come to me and talk to me about it. But that has everything to do with you. And nothing to do with me. But I still love you. It's still love with me. And I wish you nothing but the best. I'm still going to text you and check up on you and all that stuff. I just have to say that out loud and, and give her that respect out loud to everybody. Because I feel like that is the beautiful, the most beautiful form of love and expression to when you can tell the world. And I'm telling you, plus the world, I still love you. still care about you. I don't care about, you know, I'm not the type of person to hold grudges. And I don't have any grudges. It's always, you you always going to get life and love and light from me. And because that's just who I am. And uh, I think I've touched on everything. And I... Just to to reiterate this shit, a bitch ain't confused for a lot of people out there because people that know me personally have talked to me. It's like, you know, it seems like you're confused because one minute you like men, one minute you like women, one minute you like salt, one minute you like pepper, one minute you like chocolate, one minute you like vanilla. Like, bitch, don't worry about me. (laughs) I like what I like and I'm being real. I've always liked women. I've always liked girls ever since I was a little girl myself. Playing in the sandbox. I I was eating a box. <laughs> and I'm keeping this so 100 with y'all. A bitch is gay gay. And I love it. Like, I love life. I'm so happy. Like, gay really means happiness. And ever since I came out the closet, I've been so happy and free. And I feel like myself. Like, I feel like I'm unstoppable. And I feel so motivated. And it's just giving me this new high in life and I'm so ready to discover I'm so ready to have new experiences um cause y'all gonna see me back at that thing up in a WeHo for show for show because I have not experienced the gay clubs yet I need to mingle with my LGBT community 
I'm excited, y'all. So, thank you so much for listening to Soulful Expressions of Brie Love. This is your host, Brie Love. And thanks for catching a vibe with your girl. You guys have a good one. Bye.